Christian Church. How are you today? Wow. Um, let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning that you are still God. You are still enthroned. Uh, we want to thank you that you are with us, not only in this service, but in each and every day of our lives. Thank you, Lord, that this is the day that you have made so that we rejoice and be glad in it as we worship you, Lord. And I, as I even stand in front of your children to share your words, I pray that through the power of the Holy Spirit that you explain your word way better than probably what my words and how my speech might sound like. In the name of Jesus. When Jesus left, he didn't leave us alone. He left us with the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I invite you this morning uh, to take control of this service, to take control of the lives of the people who are here this morning and some who are watching online in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, and I bless your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah, church. Yes. Uh, are we all excited to be in the house of God? Are we excited? Okay. Uh, it, it looks interesting because maybe it's the change of the arrangements of the seats and everything. And many people are not here, which is still fine. We keep on preaching the word of God. Um, so I want to start by apologizing uh, for coming late. Uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a hiccup with my daughter there. She messed up one of the verses when she was already ready. And then we had to restart the process again. But that's okay. I'm here. I hope you all forgive me. Do you forgive me? Okay, that's wonderful. Now I can feel free to preach the word of God. I've been told before I came here that you don't want to mess up with North Americans. Don't show up late. Otherwise, they'll be angry with you. Right. Yes. <laughs> now I can see. I can see you're all smiling. Uh, so I want us to share the word of God uh, as we are continuing with the book of Acts. From the book of Acts, uh, chapter 14, verse 21 to 28. Oh, yes, we have changed a lot of things here. I kind of like missed that screen where I could see the verses. Now I have to strain myself like this. But anyway, so the title of my message this morning is Steadfast Faith. Can you look at your neighbor and tell them, be steadfast? We are in the green zone. We are allowed to talk. Tell them, so tell them, be steadfast. Be firm. Don't give up. Continue worshiping God. Hallelujah, church. That's the title of the message. So if we read uh, the scripture, there's the scripture that is being put there, but I'm just going to read from my Bible here on the phone. So I'm going to uh, start from verse 21, and I'm going to read until uh, 28. So the Bible reads, they preached the good news 
they preached the good news to that city and made many disciples. They returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening and establishing the hearts of disciples, encouraging them to remain firm in the faith. So if you, look, if you read that part where it says to remain firm in the faith, I don't know which, what this, maybe the one that is written there, what does it say? They remained true to the faith. Thank you so much, Mark. So if you notice, that's where the title of my message is coming from. Saying, it is through many tribulations and hardships. I'll read that part again. It is through many tribulations and hardships that we must enter the kingdom of God. When they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, they entrusted them to the Lord in whom they believed and joyfully accepted as the Messiah. When they passed through, uh, I can't pronounce that word properly, Pistia, and came to Pamphylia, when they had spoken the word of salvation through faith in Christ in Perga, they went down to Atalia. From there, they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been entrusted to the grace of God for the work which they now completed. Arriving there, they gathered the church together and began to report in great detail everything that God had done with them and how he had opened up to the Gentiles a door of faith in Jesus as the Messiah and Savior, and they stayed there for a long time. So, like I mentioned, so the, the title of my message is Steadfast Faith. You can also look at it as um, saying, remaining firm in the faith. Or you could also say, continuing in the faith. Or you could also say, unwavering faith. Or you can also say, like Mark mentioned from that uh, version we are reading, remaining true to the faith. So I'm going to be focusing mainly on verses 21 and 22. I'll read it again. When they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in faith and saying, we must be through many tribulations to enter the kingdom of God. So coming to North America, there's been two things that have inspired me. Or maybe there's so many things that inspire me about this country and the people here. But I'm going to touch maybe one or two of them. One of them, I've met many people. When I ask them, how many years have you been married? I've been shocked by the numbers. And people tell me, 60 years, 48 years, 52 years, 30 years. And I'm like, wow. I think Rebecca and I are just going to our fourth year now. And I'm like looking at people who have been married for 60 years, and I'm, I can't help it but be like, that's amazing. Then I don't stop there. I just don't remain surprised and amazed. Then I take a step further. And I ask them, like what I'm about to do to Mark here, what has kept you going for these so many years? What has kept you going for 
60 plus years. Mark and Debbie. I know you are celebrating your 29th anniversary. I did this on purpose to surprise you, just to put you on spotlight. So please stand up and tell us. <laughs> Elevator speech. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, I like that. I like that, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't give him an option. All right, not going on how we feel. Let's hold on to that. I like that. Can we give Mark a round of applause? Right. There, there are so many uh, people here that I wanted to ask, you know, that I wanted to surprise, but maybe they might not be too happy with me. But maybe I can try somebody. How about Bob and Judy? Judy, it's your turn now. Did you hear that? 47. Oh, that's beautiful. Lovely. Let's give them a round of applause. That's amazing. Don't worry. I'm not playing. We are going somewhere. Uh, I'm about to stop, but I see that lovely couple there. I remember these guys when I first came to Christ Central, when we were at the, was it at the school? I found them in the welcoming team, smiling, and they welcomed me so well. They are the reason that I ended up joining the welcome team, by the way. Do you guys want to tell us what has kept you going for so long? Or I'll let you guys decide who, who's going to talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Can we give them a round of applause? Thank you so much. And I, of course, now I can apologize for doing that, but you gave me what I wanted, so that's good. So if you notice, so if you notice I've been, a, a, as a young person or as a young couple, as people who are just new in this journey of marriage, I've been impressed and I've been inspired by the legacies that you guys have left for us right? It's, it, it gives me hope. I'm always talking to Rebecca about it. It gives me hope that it can be done. It's possible. If these three couples that I've just highlighted today can do it, all, I, all we need to do is to just sit at their feet and tap the wisdom because they have gone through challenges. They have gone through tribulations. They have gone through trying moments. But if, like, like they were saying, they keep pressing and it keeps getting better. Now, if us as people, if us as human beings could make such an amazing commitment to another human being, what more of our relationship with God? You know, recently, um, 
we had our, our grandmother, uh, Rebecca's grandmother, uh, the mother to the father. She passed away. I think she's around, she was around 80-something years. And I think they've been married for 60-plus years. And every time I would ask, try to ask them different to, to, so that they could tell me uh, a different answer, I would ask her, what has kept your marriage going on for so long? And she would look at me and say, oh, my boy, it's only Jesus. No matter what I tried, she said, only Jesus. Oh, man. You know, so right now, as, as much as she has gone away, we know that she's in the what? She's in a, in a, in a safe place, and she's no doubt by doubt with God, you know? So, as, as the children of God, that is the same drive. That is the same passion. That is the same energy that we must have in our relationship, in our walk with God. But if you notice nowadays, it's easy for people to easily give up on faith. You know, it's easy. I was thinking this morning, I was saying, how will I react? How will we react as a church? If tomorrow we have a prime minister or we have leadership in this country, just like what we had back in the days, the Nebuchadnezzar type, everyone who will come and say, okay, listen, people of Canada, we are now going to ban churches. No one is supposed to worship God. We are going to stop this. You know Nebuchadnezzar did that, right? Hello? Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Okay. Nebuchadnezzar did that. But the, way, the whole nation, can you imagine? Everyone in Canada bowing down before a statue. I was just reflecting. I was saying, if that rule is to be enacted today, how many of us will remain standing? How many of us will remain steadfast? That's why if, where we read that, you know, we know we have been told there are so many benefits, there are so many wonderful things of being a Christian. But as, there, as much as there are so many good things of being a Christian or being a child of God, there is an equal number of challenges that we have to overcome. There is an equal number of tribulations that we have to go through. Right? When we read the Bible, it says, in this world, you will have challenges. In this world, you will have storms. In this world, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I was, I was listening the other Sunday. I wasn't, we were not in church. We had gone to Nova Scotia. Uh, I think that was the Sunday that Jody was preaching. I liked one of the things she mentioned. She did touch a lot of things. She said she didn't feel like being part of the kids' club. But right now, you can't remove her from the kids' club. I was like, wow, this is powerful. This is encouraging. Like what Mark just mentioned, it's... It's a question of self-discipline. I'm sure when Mark one day maybe wakes up and feels like not loving Debbie, he has no option but to keep pressing. I'm sure when when, uh, when Bob and Judy, when things, when they wake up and they don't feel like smiling at each other or talking to each other or even telling each other, oh, you look beautiful today, they just have to keep what? Pressing. 
They just have to remain steadfast. Why? We made a commitment with Jesus. And that's the same thing we need as a church. That's the same drive we need. That's what God desires us as Christ central, that we remain steadfast. We do not get easily swayed. You know, as, as the world is changing, there are so many theories, there are so many things that are coming, that are contending with our faith. I was listening to one uh, Indian guru, somebody just posted in a, in a Facebook, I did not like deliberately look or follow him to listen to him. He's like, I hear about these people who are telling about people about heaven, you know? And they're saying, uh, if you die, you go to heaven. He's like, I don't believe in that nonsense. Why? God wants us to, uh, you are saying, we need to enjoy here on earth. We need to be happy here on earth. You know? I was like, oh, this man only needs Christ in his life. Why? Because God created the heavens and the earth. Right? And sometimes we, we, we might come across these conflicting things that shake your faith. You know, after having been in faith, after having preached the word of God for 25,000, 20 years plus, you find some preachers giving up and saying, I'm no longer believing what I used to preach. These things happen. But let me encourage you. There is nothing new under the sun. The waves of unbelief that you see, they were there before. If you see people turning against God in our country, all things happening and say Christianity doesn't work, it has happened before. But Christianity has never died. And remember, God said, if people will not worship him, he will raise stones. But hey, we thank God that during our age, God hasn't raised stones while we are alive. Like what my boss once told me back in Zimbabwe, I said, God forbid that stones raise and rise up and praise and worship him while I am still alive. Yeah. Not in our generation. Not in our children's children's generation. Remember my first message, we are going to pass on the baton of faith. Our generations are going to worship God, but they have to see it from us. We have to be steadfast. We have to remain resolute. We have to remain strong. We have to remain committed. I want to say this as an act of faith. Even tomorrow for me, if I, even if I want to misbehave, I have so many people that I can look up to without even thinking about God, you know? I can say, hmm, what will Jody think of me? What will Gabby think of me? Let's say if I want to misbehave in our marriage and you do funny things, you know? Uh, I, I have so many icons. I have so many heroes of faith. I have so many encouragers. And we need to be like that for our children. We need to be like that for our neighbors. We need to be like that for our, for our family members who are seeing you going to church. And some of them might be, even be criticizing you. You know, somebody wrote on Facebook and said, yeah, churches must be banned in Canada. And somebody also, they wrote and said, churches must now be taxed. They must now be treated like any company or anything like that. And I was like, 
God, I pray for his salvation. For, you know, Saul used to persecute the Christians. God shifted his life around. If we stand firm, if we remain resolute, we will see amazing things in our lifetime. One fun experience that I've also had, I was going to talk about Olympics. I like watching Olympics. Uh, I was so excited when Joe mentioned it last week. I'm actually a big fan of athletics. I enjoy it. So, but I was like, okay, today I'm not going to talk about athletics. I'm not going to talk about Olympics. I'm just going to give you a funny story. On Wednesday, every Wednesday, we play soccer, which is led by Divaba and Jordi. You know, the first days when I came and they invited me for the soccer game, I was so excited. I started playing soccer, kicking the ball. But I realized that 10 minutes, 10 minutes into the game, I was done and out. 10. And Dibaba was like, no, my brother, come on, come on, come on, stand up, kick the ball. Then I tried. 10 minutes, I went crashing. Do you know why? Because it had been a long time since I exercised. It had been a long time since I practiced. And as, as a result, when you try to run in the field, for just 10 minutes, you won't last. What does it mean with us in our walk with God? It simply means this, church. If we don't keep practicing certain things as the children of God, you might not last 10 minutes in your walk with God. I'm not talking of 10 minutes, literal 10 minutes, but I mean, you might not last long. I, I, also, to pick from what uh, Jordi mentioned, I think she talked about that. We, we have to encourage ourselves, maybe not exactly her words, but she talked about that we have to push ourselves to get involved. It's like reading the Bible, right? It's not an easy thing to do. But people can commit to watching maybe a judo match or to watch a certain TV show for hours, for days, for months, and wait for another series the next year, you know, and continue to watch it. But sometimes you might find out it is very difficult for you to just sit down and read the Word of God. Am I the only one who has those challenges? Can I see anyone who agrees with me? Yes! But what does the word faith, where does it come from? It says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. Hello? Remember my example. If you try to play soccer, and you haven't exercised, and you don't have good endurance, within 10 minutes, you are out of the game. I was like, hey, you know Team Canada, the ladies' team won soccer, right? They got a gold medal. I was like, imagine if I was playing for Canada. And you know, they are saying, yeah, cheering faster than 10 minutes. You can imagine how many millions of people will be disappointed, right? So in, same thing in our work, in our work with God. We need to continuously work. We need to continuously push. We need to continuously come, like taking the words of Mark, Bob, and Judy, and Wynn, to, to continuously press. It's not every day I feel like loving my wife. It's not every day I feel like telling you, oh, you are so great. 
It's not every day when we agree, but we keep pressing. But we keep pushing. That's the same thing we need to do. Study the Word of God. Fill yourself with the Word of God. Move with people who will encourage you in your faith. Be engaged. Be involved. I can tell you what. Coming to Canada, when, 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 I, when I came to Christ Central, I had so many good options. I could have come easily and been, be a backbencher, sat, came to church. There was lockdown anyway, you know. Listened online, stepped back. I will not be here preaching. I don't preach because I want you guys to see me so that you're like, oh, that African guy. No, no, no. No, I preach because I feel, whenever they ask me to share the word, I feel it's my responsibility. When I'm given a duty to go and be in the welcome team, I do that not to please whoever is leading the welcome team, but as my part, as playing a role in the kingdom. I want to encourage us, church. Let's keep contending for faith. Let's keep pressing. Let's keep pushing. Have a network of people that will encourage you. Have a network of good friends, of join, I don't know how many programs we have in the church, you know, when they, lead, when they need people to fill in. Join in so doing, like what Jody mentioned last of last week, you will be encouraged. So going back to my, to my story of, of playing soccer, so what I did, I was so embarrassed during those first few weeks. You know, you remember those days, Max, we, we usually even played with the levers, you know? I would get cramps and stuff like that, follow the crowd, you know? And, and people would come and help me, you know? Say, are you sure? Are you fine? Okay, no, no, no. I continued playing, right? So whenever they say soccer, I look forward to it. Go play soccer. I think now I've improved, Mark, right? I see, did you hear that? I am very good. Come on, church, you can clear things for me there. Right. I am, I am better now, way better than what I used to be. So let me encourage you. There could be some discouraging moments in your life. You know, it could be maybe your history, your background, your, your whatsoever. But remember what Saul used to do. Saul used to kill Christians. But God changed his name, turned his life around. Saul changed from being Saul and he became Paul and he preached the word of God. I don't know what might be holding you back. I don't know how your past has been. I don't know what are some of the moments you went through. But let me tell you, as you remain steadfast, as you continue firm in faith, as you continue seeking God, God can do wonders in your life i have decided to follow jesus no turning back no turning back i'm not a musician you know no turning back we just have to keep pressing we just have to keep moving you know the bible says when the children of israel were being attacked by the by the egyptians Moses, God told Moses, 
tell my people they must go forward. The Egyptians that they see, they shall see no more. Let's keep strong. Let's stay rooted. Let's keep pressing for the gospel. Let's keep sharing the good news to whoever God brings to our life. And one day we'll be like, be able to proclaim like Paul who said, I've run the race. I've finished my course. Right? And we'll be looking back and say, oh, once upon a time there was a man called Santiago. He stood for God. Once upon a time, there was a lady called Jody and her family. They stood for God. Uh, once upon a time, there was Tim, there was Emma. They stood for God. Remember, if a human being can commit to another human being, a human being who can die tomorrow, anything can happen to us as people. What more of a God who actually gives life? You realize that we cannot do these things on our own strength, in our own ability. That's why we need to continuously open our hearts to the Holy Spirit. If you read the Bible in Acts 10.38, it says how the Lord God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good. In particular, healing that all that were sick and oppressed because God was with him. So I want to encourage us, church, this morning as I round up, that we need to pray that God once more just fill us with your Holy Spirit. Just anoint us. You know, just empower us. Strengthen us. Be the center of, of it all. Be the center of our everything. Be the center of our lives. Because this is something we cannot do on our own. But we, with Christ, with the power, with the unction of the Holy Spirit upon us, we can be able to do this. Amen, church? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May I invite the church to stand as the worship band comes forward. I want us to just get into a time of prayer, praying for each other, encouraging each other to, to, to stay and to stand in the faith and to stand for the gospel and to defend the gospel. Just in our rows there where we are seated, whether you are with two people, three people, I just want us to, if it's okay with you, just want us to hold hands kind of like form a nice shape. I don't know what shape is that. And we pray for each other. Can we, can we please do that? And the worship team will be playing the music as we pray. Can we do that? Pray with somebody. If you're not comfortable holding hands, I know with COVID issues, don't feel, don't feel pressured. But what I want to encourage us to pray for each other, that we continuously remain steady fast in our faith. Let's pray, church. Let's pray.
Let's pray. And I hand over to the worship team.